Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. So Leslie is about to come on and absolutely transform your ability to unleash your desire and create love that just rocks your world. So definitely stay tuned. We're going to dive into that in just a sec. Before that, I want to say thank you for tuning in. Thank you for choosing to be your greatest possible self and growing on this journey with us. Every step counts, so keep showing up and taking one step at a time. Next up is our iTunes review of the week. This week it's by Dom Brightman, who says a spirit bomb of good, life-changing, and empowering content. Chris has a great podcast that has curated some of the Earth's most inspiring humans that deliver value. It's great when the host has energy and the guests also bring their A-game. Give this a listen or over 9,000 times, 9,000 listens. <laughs> Thanks so much, Dom. I appreciate you, man. And uh, if you want to give us a shout-out or get a review shouted out on a future 12-hour live stream, go to beergps.com forward slash iTunes or search Greatest Possible Self on the Apple Podcast Store, and you can give us a review there. Thank you in advance for doing that. Let's keep growing and going together. I'm going to introduce Leslie in just a second. Before that, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes. This is going to be an amazing transformational conversation. This woman has years and years and years of experience in this stuff, so you definitely want to stay tuned all the way through to the end of the conversation because one idea has the power to change everything for you. Leslie Edwards is known for helping ambitious women unleash their inner goddess to find epic love. Co-author of Love and Coaching with Men Are From Mars expert, Dr. John Gray, she is also a top trainer for his Mars Venus coaching organization worldwide. She is passionate about the kind of love that unlocks our greatest potential, and her mission is for women to know they are always supported and guided by wisdom and truth greater than we can even fathom, a conspiracy by the divine and their own feminine inner goddess to fulfill their deepest desires with ease. And we are just getting started over here. Leslie, are you ready to rock the house, Superwoman? Oh my gosh, let's do it. We're doing it. We are live and becoming your greatest possible self. Thank you for being here. We're going to dive right into the theme of the day, Leslie, which is attracting, manifesting your dream partner. What does that mean for you? Oh, everything. <laughs> everything. For me, that's the key to unlocking self-actualization in the most expedited route. Yes. I love it. Self-actualization. Let's go. <laughs> I, I thought it. you'd be into that. <laughs> so great. So for everyone who doesn't yet know about uh, your company and Mars Venus Coaching, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, I've always been obsessed with love and love stories in particular. So I do really love this month. Um, and that content really resonated with me. John Gray's book from the 90s, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. And um, yeah, I just, I was struggling. I hated dating. I thought it was awful and frustrating. And uh, when I read that book, although I didn't fully, wasn't ready to take responsibility for all of the stuff that I was doing, 
I started to get a little bit of understanding, which I think is a big part of my process and my practice, which is baby steps. And like, we only go as fast and as deep as feels comfortable for right now, because it's always the perfect journey. So yeah, I'm really passionate about people having the love of their life and coming to share their greatest gifts in the world and love themselves on a whole other level Mm, because of the love that they see in their partner's eyes. It's been, it's been the greatest. I couldn't believe uh, the difference that uh, my husband made for me when he came into my life. Um, He was someone that after only knowing me for a few months, because we knew each other like in a professional setting where I was, he was coaching and I was head coaching. So I was training him and he said, he said something to me like, you're remarkable. Mm. I was like, wow. I hadn't heard that from anyone. And this was like near the beginning. Well, closer to the beginning, only a few years into my business. And it was like the first time that I felt like really, he really gets me. He really sees me and my gifts and what I meant to share. And so he just was rocket fuel for my life and my business uh, from like day one of being together. So yeah, my whole practice is about Unleashing that for other people. And Getting your own rocket fuel. Hello, yes. <laughs> SpaceX, your love life. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we have to pay Elon Musk for that, but yeah. <laughs> I love it. This is great. It's great. I, I feel like Petia has done the same thing for me. You know, like number one, I had to, I really had to like love myself first to be able to attract her, right? So I'm sure you did a ton of self work, which we're going to dive into. But like after I did that self work and then attracted her, then it was just like, man, we're we're both on fire, both great leaders, just amplifying and seeing that greatness in in each other that maybe even other people don't get to witness or experience because there's such a deep level of intimacy and connection and vulnerability that we just naturally with our chemistry we're able to create so it's, it's so freaking powerful yes and it's not the best like yeah. for me for me it it enabled me to take more risks yeah um yeah. uh so i don't know like i was, I was so funny as i was thinking about this i'm like can i ask chris questions because <laughs> i <laughs> i have a sense after speaking with and connecting with petia and totally already falling in love with her Damn. that uh, it's probably been a similar journey for you and because i'm obsessed with those love stories yeah. um yeah i'd love to know the places where she's like made the biggest difference for you mm. in either your relationship to yourself or your business yeah. or like the yeah. The things that really matter to you. Yeah, I would say like similar to you with like the willingness to take risks. I I saw that even if I messed up or I wasn't achieving my goals in business, right? Like I, I was be su- super hard on myself, but mm-hmm. being around her and having her reflect to me that I'm still a king, that I'm still the warrior, that I'm still the lover, that I'm still this magician, right? Like totally all of the archetypes, whichever one I, I'm choosing to step into, she just has this total reverence for me as a, as a soul, right? Like mm-hmm. such a deep level of, of respect for me. And um, to be able to experience that, and I, I had to give that to myself first to be able to attract her. But I feel like the 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 rocket fuel, right? The rocket fuel that she is being an outsider, seeing me like that. Even though I had a business partner, he was doing the same thing. It didn't land the same. He was a guy. I'm a guy. It did it, for whatever reason, it just didn't land the same uh, as you know my my romantic partner being that reflection to me. It was just like 
like I melted, you know, I melt in, into who I truly am. Like I surrender into to, who I truly am versus trying to prove that I'm enough. It's like, no, I'm just going to own this and own that I'm powerful enough to create whatever I want. And it was freaking transformational. Oh, it's so great because it's <laughs> like, there's other people in our life that love us and want us to do well and, and all of that. And there's something different to me about the person who you are in love with, yes. who you love more than anyone in the world, loves you more than anyone in the world. They And they don't have to uh, tout your gifts. They don't have to, they don't have to see your greatest self. Mm. They, through their love for you, they're able, well, it's just, it's like, for me, it was, Hearing it through Matt's voice, I just believed it more. I believed yes. I was capable yes. of more. I saw more of the evidence of my gifts, especially because our gifts are natural to us. That's how they're supposed to be. Um, that things that often come natural for us, we don't necessarily recognize as special or unique or gifts, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So having someone who you are in love with reflect those to you. Uh, in my words, it's so much easier to buy. Mm. I buy. I bought into it yes. so much more yes. than I would if someone else who I loved and respected said it to me. Because you know, with any of the oh, well, you're my mom. You you have to say things like that. It's like <laughs> you don't have to say things like that. And it just it gets in deeper. Yeah. I think. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like like deep into the cellular shifts right cellular transformation yes. I, I love it i love it i want to go into your journey and talk about like what what did you get to experience to be able to attract matt to to be able to attract your dream partner oh my gosh there's so many things you could probably talk about that for the whole hour <laughs> um the cole's notes version well actually I just want to say one thing about self-love because yeah. it's one of my um it's a little bit of a pet peeve especially because all of my work is about rebalancing the masculine and the feminine for yeah. my male and female clients. Yeah. And so, yes, I tend to work more with women so we're, and ambitious women, like you mentioned. So they are like me. They've already really mastered our masculine skills of mm. getting shit done and like narrowing focus and just going for it. Yeah. Um, and so... I don't know where that train is going. <laughs> completely, <laughs> completely lost it. Your your um, masculine and feminine. How did you how did you grow through that in your oh self care self, or self love? Yeah. Yes. So I find that self love because it's such a buzzword. Yeah. Um, that a lot of my clients and even for myself, I think I started to approach it from a really masculine uh, standpoint, which mm. is like a striving love myself, love myself, love myself yep. practice, yep. which is which is not what it's about, mm. it became work. And I think when people hear self-love, it often triggers, okay, that's more work that I should be doing that I'm not doing. Yep. That's um, another thing that I'm not good at yet. Mm. So I feel bad and I feel guilty about that. Mm. So for me, the cool thing that I found about self-love is that yes, absolutely, you and I had to be at a place where uh, we're clear about what we wanted. We're open-hearted to see the person when they were in front of our face, which is the most important thing, and to welcome them in. So yes, we have to love each other and uh, ourselves enough to be able to do that. But beyond that, 
your partner is going to be the greatest access to you loving yourself. So wow. I'd say I, I'm wow. someone, because I know it can be such a charged word that don't worry too much about self-love. Just mm-hmm. want to get to the place where you feel good about what you want and you feel like your, your open heart is mm-hmm. ready and willing to welcome this person into your life. Yeah. I, I love what you said there about a lot of people think it's more striving, more work to do when really it's like a letting go of, needing to do something, needing to be something that we're not because it's already within us. We're already infinite, unconditional love. We just get to accept it. We just get to like, okay, I don't need to keep keep trying to go somewhere. In fact, like for me, I'd say one of the biggest shifts was recognizing like the divine presence in all things, like the universe, God, source, creator, whatever we want to call it. Like I just, I surrendered to like, I am infinitely worthy. There's no amount of, of success or achievement or anything like that that could ever define how valuable I am. And so I'm just going to let that land. And there's a conceptual nature to that, but there's also an embodiment of like owning that and believing it and having our subconscious mind believe it too, which I think a lot of people, you know, it it doesn't get into that subconscious level for a long time because we have to like really go, we have to either know the right techniques, tools, whatever, but it, it can just take a long time. But that external person who sees that can like just go straight in the subconscious subconscious so fast. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like an important distinction that I've seen with my clients is um well the feminine grows from praise and support. Mm-hmm. Uh where the masculine grows from challenge. Wow. So for my male clients, it's like, yeah, where do you want to be? Set goals, yeah. take risks, go for it. That ex- like produces testosterone. That expands wow. your sense of self and your masculinity. Yep. So that's really important. And then, and it's not that way for the feminine. So mm. also the masculine does, right? Takes action and then feels good. Yep. And it's the complete opposite for the feminine. Wow. Right? So we grow... Like our masculine self grows from challenge, but our feminine, the part that most highly values love and connection and relationship, that part grows from praise and support. Mm. So I love what you said, the divine. That is an amazing potential source of support Mm. if we, like you said, if we let it in, if we acknowledge it, if we welcome it, if we just kind of relax into being held by that kind of energy. In addition to having great mentors, having great friends and people that we can rely on to support us, but those are all external to us. So Mm. to me, the divine is something that is internal, right? It's our own relationship with the sense that always, like Gabby Bernstein says, always has your back. Yes. And being able to relax into that, Mm. a huge part of the feminine, And also the feminine, the masculine does and feels good, takes action and feels good. The feminine feels good and then takes action. Wow. The complete opposite. So even thinking about the self-love practice or journey, it's all for me rooted in feeling good first. Yeah. Really, really good first. And then you will naturally be in touch with your own intuition, Mm. which I think is also a piece of the divine. you know, any uh, signs that are coming from the outside, as well as just like that, like you said, that well of love. Yeah. Yeah. And the gut, the gut intuition too, right? Like we can have signs from outside confirmation from the universe, things like that. And then there's also this internal knowing and and feeling and experience, right? Um, 
I want to I want to empower people in this masculine and feminine a little bit more because I think that there there might be a lot of people who are asking themselves like where am I at where where is my weak spot where am I not showing up fully you know where do I have room for grow how would you help them assess that and be able to take more effective empowered action or non action than being <laughs> <laughs> yes just a different kind of focus i guess i'll say um cuz yes it's so true the masculine because the masculine so grows from action and risk and committing to things and putting yourself on the line and then feeling the expansion on the other side yeah. um and we tend to want to put women into that same box of of, of action so yeah i love I, we can kind of speak to them separately sure, sure. um what i find even for my male clients, though, is we're working on the feminine side because that's the side that values relationships. That's mm. the side that wants to grow so that your heart opens. The masculine is not about emotions. So the masculine is the independent, detached part of us. Mm. It's like the mind, the logic, the reasoning, the action, mm. the black and white. Mm. So it's very clear and directed. Mm. And the feminine part of us is the a lot more unexplained part that oftentimes I think we're really uncomfortable with, like emotions, mm. <laughs> especially emotions, mm. our intuition. Really how we feel is the biggest driver of the feminine. Mm. And also with that, I include the body. Mm. So where the I kind of think of the masculine up here, yeah. I think of the feminine as like sure. being in your body, grounded yeah. in something. Sensations. A different wisdom. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so... Yes, we want to bring those back into balance, but also there's a lot of, especially with people who are single, I mean, usually, like I always say, you know, close to 100% of your experience has not worked out how you wanted it to. Mm. So, you know, like the past that you're drawing from uh, is often marred in all kinds of negative emotion. Mm. So it's being really gentle with that, giving space to feel and process and, and let go of some of that negative stuff so that we can feel good about what we want again because that is the begin like regina thomas shower talks about desire she's my favorite teacher on this topic and she says desire is the beginning of everything and it really is every wow. great idea every life first started with a desire it might have been a split second may not even be present to it but all started with a desire and it's such a raw powerful, potent kind of energy. Mm. And it's not something we've really been taught to uh, harness or even like get acquainted with. You know, like you hear all the, is it the Napoleon Hill Think and Grow Rich stuff? It's all about, um, how does he talk about desire? Or like a burning, burning, yeah, burning desire? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, okay, well, easy to say when you have a burning desire, but right. for most of us who've been hurt yep. and disappointed, we don't waste time having burning desires about things because it just brings up more pain yeah. and the anticipation of more disappointment. Yeah. So I like to first, well, I like to kind of at the same time, but first get connected to desire in a way that's like, yum, yes, that is totally what I want. Mm. That would, in fact, rock my world. <sighs> yeah. Yum. And then we can look and see, okay, like what's just, it's natural for us to connect mm. as human beings. That's what we're meant for. Yeah. That's what we exist for is to be, we only exist in relationship with other humans. Mm -hmm. 
So it's, yeah, it's, it's complex, but desire, like getting connected with desire, pure and true. Like you think about children, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) I think about Christmas morning or my birthday, places where you, you can find an example of that raw excitement, passion, you know, like (gasps) what's going to happen? What do I want? You know, the place where it's safe to ask for things like for an occasion, like Christmas or your birthday or whatever you celebrate. Um, and then after that, like I said, it's it's natural for us to connect. So when we're not naturally finding someone that is a, the right match for us, that just says there's just something blocking us. Yeah. And that's all. So then that's just the next place that I go. It's like, what is underneath? What's, you know, like, what are the patterns mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> of belief systems that are like, because it's usually like this entwined kind of mess. Yeah. Where it seems, which keeps it really strongly in place. Yeah. Um, but usually it's just one or two, I find both major belief systems that are kind of intersecting and reinforcing each other. Mm-hmm. So yeah, identifying those so that you can, it's safe to connect with desire again. Yeah, I love it. I want to, I want to really dive into the desire because I think there's a lot there that our audience can get use of because it's like giving ourselves permission to, to desire again, to like having it be safe to say, this is what I want. And when a lot of people have been so repressed and said like, don't be too loud. Don't, don't be too boastful. Don't be too much. Don't want too much. Don't ask for too much. Right. Like conditioning all of that childlike tenacity, wonder, curiosity, excitement for the Christmas, for the birthday, for whatever it might be. It's like that was all kind of beaten out of us, so to speak, and and like squeezed out of us so that we could end up being in, fitting into the system, right? Whatever it might be. So I think yes. that 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 desire, cultivating that again, um, I think is super super important. So for our audience, I want to just give them some tactical things that they could be doing to cultivate and stoke that that flame of desire. What do you think might be some good things that they can do to to reconnect with that, to remember what that is within them? Mm. I thought like, so for me personally, when I first started learning about, you know, the right thing to do to attract the partner, um, the list was the thing, right? That's the thing that everyone talks about. And it was kind of like, yeah, I know I should be doing that, but I still hadn't done it. Mm. And even still from that point, I think that was during my coach's training Mm. in 2011. And it even still took me more than a year to actually write a list. Oh, yeah. It's that confronting for a lot of people, right? Mm. So one thing is like setting some new context around what it is that we're creating. Yeah. Um, that is written in jello. It's not written in stone. You know, it's like literally today, mm. you know, what's the date? February 12th. the 12th, 2020. <laughs> what today feels like it would rock my world mm. if I had, you know, like the perfect, or not perfect because even that, that word can trigger people, but like the most ideal, magical relationship that if I had it in my life right now would just feel amazing. Yeah. Mm. Just for today. Mm. Just for today. Not committing to forever. Mm. And in my world, you don't have to make a list. Um 
you you know like there's so many expressions and the more i've learned about expression you and i last time we talked expression and different forms of expression so written word is one (laughs) and you know a lot of my clients are autistics or painting um or visual people like vision boards i'm not a vision board person but i like visioning as a process thinking about the future i find that Oftentimes, um, when we get stuck thinking about, oh, what do I want right now? It's mm. just like drawing the blank. Is like thinking 10 years into the future. Mm. The farther, I, I like 10 because mm. it's far enough that we don't have to think about how or, you know, it's like, okay, a lot's possible in 10 years. So yeah. 10 years from now. So February 12, 2030. Okay, I'm going to be. 47 turning 48 what do i want my life to be like and i like making it real for my clients like that like what's the date gonna be and how old are you gonna be because i think a lot of people um have desire related to their age and Mm -hmm. it's like okay well by that age Mm -hmm. i do see having these things going but it's like if we just stay in the head down doing the do of the daily then it can be easy for <laughs> things to pass us by that actually do really matter for us for our future. Mm-hmm. Um, so is that like granular enough for Yeah, that's, that's perfect. Or? That's perfect. I think what I heard is um, both the immediate, like reconnecting with today, what would it, what would it look like? What would it feel like? And um, I was talking to someone earlier, talked about getting grounded in the state that we want to bring forward to, to the day, right? The energy, what it is. And if someone's disconnected from their desire, like I would say a simple thing is how can you start off the day feeling better? Like, what does that look like for you? Is that um, like, what is joy? What is, what is play? What is a little bit more excitement look like for you? Is it dancing? Is it singing? Is it, you know, like maybe it's cooking, who knows? Like people have so many different things. Maybe it's checking off a a to-do list and you just want to feel like amazing uh, in that accomplishment (laughs) sense, you know, whatever it is for you. So it's like, that's the, that's the daily kind of immediate today action. And then the longer term with like the 10 years, that's getting, clarity on where we want to go right so we have both the immediate short term of mobilizing the energy that it may have been stuck stored and not being fully expressed and saying what what can we do tactically at the beginning of a day or a certain point in the day today like what can i do today to supercharge and get the energy flowing and then um, might be calling someone whatever there's lots of different things but then also long term it's like hey why am i here you know, that's like purpose. That's like, what do I want my life to be for? What do I want my legacy to be? What do I want to have created that would be significant and important and meaningful to me in the next 10 years? And so we get both the short-term mobilization as well as the long-term, which is it's awesome. Yeah. Okay, good. And I'll just put some feminine, more feminine words to that so that it can resonate with my people, <laughs> which is like, because um, yeah, a lot of that is, yeah, there's like achievement words and, yeah. and, and good stuff like that. Um, for the feminine, the feminine's looking about getting filled up. Mm. Being filled up is like, what would most fill you up today? Mm. What would feel so good for today? And like, even what I was talking about with Petya earlier in the week yeah. is like, what can we, especially if you're really not feeling good, like there really are some blocks that are holding you back yeah. and, you know, and you don't have a capacity for, for dealing with them or identifying with them. Yeah. Then just it's safe to assume that there's some healing Mm. that is required 
So that is one of the things that I learned from one of my favorite mentors, Annie Lala, is like, what are three things you can do for your healing today? Mm, wow. Right? So it doesn't have to be big and joy and love and like the highest vibration emotions. It can be just something that's a little bit more of a step up from where you're at. Yeah. And and at the same time, just like totally validating where you're at. It's like, yeah. of, of course, this is where I'm at. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. I don't need to feel grateful and full of love and all of those things every minute. Mm. It's a great thing to strive for. Yeah. We know we feel better when we're connected at those levels yeah. of um, gratitude and love. And when we're not in that place, we don't want to beat ourselves up about not being in this place. It's just, I'm just not in that place. Yeah. Of course you're in this place. Mm. Of course you're in this place. That's okay. That's okay. Because mostly I find we, we've been taught that it's not okay to have emotions. Yeah. Um, Yep. So we resist how we feel and we deny how we feel. And then we say, I shouldn't feel that way. I should be so grateful. We live in North America. Mm. We live, you know, like we have so much opportunity. How dare I be down on my life about, you know, like not having the right job or not having mm. the right partner. And, and that's really right. Like that's a slippery slope too. Mm. So it's like just taking away all of the stuff that makes us feel guilt and shame and whatever bad feelings about where we are it's totally okay with how you that you are where you are of course you are where you are mm. and then look at okay what would fill me up today what can i do for my healing mm. Mm. i love it i love it leslie this is great i want to know what what do emotions how do you how do you um empower your clients to relate to emotions uh, I actually love a John Gray process. It's one of his things that is my absolute favorite called a feeling letter. It has you process emotions in a way that's really safe because it's a letter and it's entirely an exercise. It's not real. You're not sending a letter to anyone. Um, it's a way of expressing that is safe and personal mm. and private. Um, where, yeah, you're expressing them in a, the specific order as they're designed, starting with anger, sadness, regret, fear, regret, and then starting to come to understanding and love. Mm. Right? And that's to whoever you feel like you have something unexpressed or incomplete with. Yeah. Um, including like I did one to the love gods. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's not like, there's not like a specific ex-boyfriend or parent where there's, you know, something that's like, I can feel bubbling yeah. at the surface. It's just like, what the heck? I've been on this journey for 30 years mm. and I'm an expert in this field and my clients are falling in love, but I'm still in a relationship where I'm not even in love. Come on. So it's a place where we can be real with ourselves yeah. and who's ever listening. <laughs> um, and that's the most important thing about emotions is having like a venue to yeah. express. Um, 
And then there's two other parts to the letter that are really important that I really love. So you start with like, that's the letter I wrote to the love God, starting with angry, sad, fearful, regret, uh, starting to come around to understanding and love. And what do I want? What do I want? What do I want? And then you write the response letter. Mm -hmm. So that's what you would most love to hear in response to what you just shared that totally validates and honors what you shared. Mm -hmm. And then you have the final word. So then you you write the response to the response letter. So the completion letter mm-hmm. that's filled with, you know, love and hope and what you want. And, you know, that is one of my favorite practices for connecting with emotion. Mm-hmm. And then I have another that's a quick one that you, you and I can actually do right now. Yeah. That I, oh, where did I get this? I think this is also from... Regina Thomas-Shower. Uh, she has the Mama Gina, the School for the Womenly Arts. And her work is all about empowering women through pleasure. Yum! Okay. So she talks about just like feeling check-ins. So actually, this is a process that is combined with some like feminine presence work that I've done. Mm-hmm. So one thing for sure is eye closing for me because I'm a visual person. Okay. It's, it's easier to go internal when I find my eyes are closed. Oh, yeah. Like feet flat on the floor so we can ground into something and breathe. And breathe. And breathe. And then just kind of like you said, check in with your body. What sensations do you feel? And what emotion, like label, would you put to So for me, it's like really subtle. I'm feeling grounded. I'm feeling like a, like a bubbling of excitement. It's really kind of muted. Yeah, now I feel my heart beating a lot more. So probably more excitement and kind of that's probably growing. And that's the cool thing about emotions. It changes in the moment. So it's literally how you're feeling in the moment. And then you open your eyes. Okay, I feel. I feel grounded. I feel excited. That's a perfect way to feel. Of course I feel that way. <laughs> so what did you notice? How are you feeling? What kind of Yeah, I feel I feel a um eagerness in my in my belly, you know, like a, like um like power, you know, power like to to be expressed, to go somewhere, to do something to to be channeled. Awesome. Anything else? Um, just like stillness as well, like the balance between there's there's potential in me, and I just get to relax and be. Awesome. Yeah. Of course, you feel that way. Of course, yes. <laughs> of course, you feel it. because here's the thing about of course you feel that way. Validating it, you couldn't feel any other way in this moment. No. You really couldn't. 
So instead of resisting, oh, I don't like, oh, I should feel more excited. I should be full of love. I should mm. be whatever. Never mind the shoulds, right? Oh, this is how I feel and it's how I feel. So just doing like feeling check-ins throughout the day to just get out of here and just, okay, what's going on in here? And then kind of the next level that I do in my goddess weekends, because this is how we start each of the days, which I really love, is we'll do like a grounding meditation and just who's ever ready to check in will say how they're feeling physically, um, emotionally, uh, energetically. And okay, once, we, once we've gotten all that out, without any explanation or anything, just it is how it is. Um, and then kind of like what's bubbling up as an intention, given that that's how you're feeling. Share. That's the word that I got. Mm. So that's like to take it to the next level, which is like, especially if you're feeling, you know, not great. Yeah. Okay. What's the intention? Like, what's what's the message? Yeah. 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 Because every pain, negative emotion, and all of those things are messengers. Because we know when we don't pay attention to them, they just keep coming back, keep yeah. coming back. Yeah. And they get more destructive the more times they have to come back. That's right. um, That's so the sooner we can listen and, you know, embrace them. Yeah. You know, I, I think for me, what I see would come up for me is like, hey, what am I feeling? Is even, even though I've done a lot of work, that doesn't mean that like I always feel positive and blissful and like, you know. On what? Cloud. Cloud nine, right? <laughs> really? Even Chris Burns? <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> and like a CNN bulletin. That's right. Get it spread it to the world. Um, <laughs> the um, the practice I see just continuing to kind of flex that muscle is just to simply check in and give space for whatever is wanting to come up to come up and. Even though, like I said, I've done a lot of work, there's still times when I want to be always high vibe, you know? And so to give myself permission to say, hey, I know yesterday I may have been on top of the world and today is a different day. How, how am I feeling? What's coming up? What's, what's coming through right now? And I think the, the, the willingness to be honest with ourselves and like have that be communicated, I think is it's like build so much trust and, and ultimately We'll build our connection with ourselves, our source, our own in, intuition, guidance. Like, will al- allow us to love ourselves more because we're not trying to pretend that we are some way that we're not. Yeah, just allow us to engage with love more. Like, love is is running through us, and we've we've built a lot of ways to kind of block that flow so that we're not connecting with the right people or or receiving the love that's coming towards us not even acknowledging it like um and that is the cool thing it's like the double edged sword thing about love which is why you know you're saying you want to set a really great foundation of loving ourselves and being open because experiencing love it opens our heart to all of the emotions. Mm. So it also means that falling in love again, especially when it's not the first time, in love, the first time you do fall, it's like off a cliff. <laughs> Whoa, what's <laughs> this? This is amazing. Every other time after, 
Mm. You have to leap in a way. Yeah. So it there's, doesn't there's have a to hesitation. be, you know, there's like a, without a parachute. There's a, am I yes. going to be safe if I take this, this leap? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But that's the thing about falling in love again is that it also triggers all the negative unhealed stuff from before. Oh, yeah. So it's common to be feeling totally great and totally connected and totally in love with someone and then also having a bunch of negative, fearful, um, shameful, negative emotions, even related to other relationships. You won't even know where they're coming from because that's the whole thing about emotions. They come from a different place in the unconscious. They're not logic and reasoning. We're not meant to understand them. Uh, if we're just meant to be with them and then maybe get a message, like a one word, like the way their unconscious speaks, right? <laughs> maybe one word, but we're not getting full sentences and essays about why it is the way it is. Um, but that's important because just know that when you fall in love again, then anything that hasn't been healed previously, that is coming up. And why is it coming up? To be healed. Mm. To be healed. I'm curious with relationships that are consistent over time and it's a couple who's who's like done the conscious work on themselves, like I felt less things trigger, like let's say Petty and I. Um, and I also, like for me, I, I know in the beginning of the relationship, I think there was a, I don't know, kind of like a willingness to to be more like risky, so to speak, in, in our relationship and, and have tough conversations and say weird things. And then after a while, it can get kind of comfortable and and just be like, hey, you know, we, we know who we are, like, we don't have to do much exploring or being curious about this other person and who they are. Um, I'm curious, like, how do how would we open that back up? How what, do you recommend anything as far as like opening a relationship back up to to aliveness and spark mm. and magic, passion? Yeah, it's not, um, it's not really my expertise. Okay. Uh, only a few of my clients are kind of in that position because most people are on the other side of the spectrum, single yeah. and looking. So yeah, my approach is always the same with those clients though, is like getting back to you mm. and what feels good for you. Mm. Because oftentimes in relationships, especially for the feminine, because um, the feminine is so open and generous and giving. Um, it's easy to overgive because this is the person I love more. Like our kids, our family, our partner, we want to give everything to them. And it's not a priority priority to, to give to ourselves. So it's really, really as simple as getting back connected to what fills me up. Mm. And, and so I'm really blessed. It's kind of an embarrassment of riches that I have a really incredible husband because he can see where I'm headed down that path before I do and he'll tell me. So, um, so we have a new baby and right after she was born, I had a lot of fear and, you know, breastfeeding was a challenge. And I just was like, I, I knew that I had him home with me for like maybe two and a half weeks and then, holy crap, I'm going to be on my own. And and what am I going to do? How am I going to be able to do this? Mm. And he was like, okay, you're leaving the baby with me and you're going out. Even if you're just like going to Toys R Us to get something that the baby needs, you are going out mm. or you're walking to shoppers and getting the, and I was, and I would grumble, but he has a really amazing masculine, which is in the face of the grumbling. You just 
stand strong, yeah. you know, showing your heart of love and yeah. just humor me. Mm. Just humor me. And of course I'd feel a million times better when I'd go out and come back. So this is why I love working with singles <laughs> because in my world, it's so much easier mm. on the relationship side of things when you're with the right person. Yeah. yeah. So we're not dealing yes. as much with or reigniting it. the spark and, and those kind of things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the power of it. It's like back to desire. There's things about Matt that I secretly wanted, but wouldn't have said that I wanted. Wow. And I have like a whole list of them that I share in the Goddess Weekend because it's so important uh, that even when I was creating my list and I had a very big belief that I am absolutely going to meet my guy. I just don't know when it is. Yeah. Um, where a lot of people that I work with are like, I don't know if I'm going to meet him. I don't even know if he exists, mm. let alone is he going to love me back. Mm. Um, so there were things that I secretly wanted that were absolutely in my unconscious blueprint for desire. This is what I love. Like Danielle Laporte talks about desire map. I love desire mapping, mm. which is just like going deeper into what it is and why does that feel so good and yeah. okay he supports you what's supportive for you mm. how do you know that someone's supporting you mm. just get like real life examples um and that i would say is another key about someone who's doing a desire process even if you want to take yourself through it mm. i would say it's way easier to have someone else facilitate a desire process for you mm. because you know like what i would have done for myself is to make a list right but what I do with my clients is, you know, they start, they, I let them struggle through, you know, like what would rock your world? Oh, where do I start? Start anywhere. <laughs> and then we just go and we go and we get deeper and we get deeper yeah. and we look at the different domains, right? Um, and I like to do a visualization process, which, mm. which we can totally do here if people want to have like a little bit of a getting out of their heads about what they want yeah. and instead of getting like into their heart about what they want. Um, should we do that? Let's do it. Let's go. Okay, <laughs> okay good. So uh, you do it too, even though you've got your love. But it's the same thing. So breathing. <sighs> Getting out of your head. Letting go. <sighs> Anything that feels heavy. Desire is a natural place. We all have access to it. It's always been there. And my personal belief about desire is that we only desire things that are meant for us in this life. I don't believe in the universe, a higher power that would allow us to have desires for something like true love if it wasn't meant for us in this life. So it's absolutely meant for you. And we're just going to go a little bit deeper into what is your personal blueprint for what would rock your world. So I want you to imagine you're walking into a huge event and there's hundreds of people there. And there's maybe a handful of those hundreds that are like, wow, that could be my guy. That could be my girl. And I want you to narrow in on just one of those, the one who feels like the most ideal, where you're just like, oh. Yeah, that's like totally my type, totally attracted to. 
And I want you to notice them. Notice what they're wearing. Notice anything about their physical appearance. And notice, like, you're kind of seeing them from afar. Notice how they're interacting with other people at this event. What do you notice about that that has you say, oh, that could be my person. Oh, I love how they're being. And then they've now noticed you. And they have a similar kind of recognition. Oh, wow, look at them. That could totally be my person. And what would be the best way for them to engage with you, that first interaction, so that you would feel like, oh, I absolutely want to spend more time with this person. What would they say? How would they treat you? And how would you feel in their presence? That would enable you to open your heart just a little bit more to say yes to spending more time together. Right? Now, fast forward two months, you absolutely know this is the person that I'm going to spend my life with. And you both know that. What, how do you spend your time? How do they show you that they love you? How do they support you? What are the dreams that you have together for the future? And what is that ideal future? What does it look like two years down the road? What would be ideal and rock your world? in terms of the perfect relationship structure. Are you married? Are you living together? Are you living separate? And then sharing delicious time together? Like what would rock your world? Would family be part of things, you know, five years down the line? So that's just like a little snapshot right, of like getting into desire in a way that is free, as free from our head as we can be. And I love the details that people notice about the person. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I could never see the face. I could never see the face. The only sense of the physical being that I had was like, just like a bit taller than me. And like, the arms around me Mm. being held by that energy. And that was pretty much it. Everything else. I was like, well, I think clean shaven. I think this, I think that. (laughs) Um, So sometimes when we're doing desire, we don't know what's kind of like our thoughts about things versus our sense of things. But yeah, the things about Matt that he are beyond my list, like feeling like and think like him thinking that I'm the most beautiful girl in the world. Like we literally watched. I remember the first trip we took together. We went to Chicago, and the Victoria's Secret fashion show was on. And I adore watching the Victoria's Secret <laughs> fashion show. And he was like, "You're more beautiful than all those girls." I was like, oh, "You're delusional," and I love that. <laughs> he still maintains to this day that I am the most beautiful woman. And that was something that I secretly always wanted, but would have never put on a list. Are you kidding me? That's not possible. 
someone who wants to watch romantic comedies with me just because I want to. So many things. So I love once you can get in a spot where you feel good about what you desire, like young, yes, oh, that feels good. Mm. That would be amazing. Mm. Then you want to look at how can we push the limits? What would be even better than that? Mm. Um, which I find is easier to do when somebody else is facilitating you through the process because mm. they can ask yes. those questions to kind of expand things a little. Yeah. Well, like you said, we want to, oh, I don't want to ask for too much. And that's one thing that I find is a really important message uh, for a lot of my clients when I do this process with them is it's, you're not asking too much. Mm. You're really not asking too much. What? I've never met someone who was asking too much. I've never done a session with someone who was asking too much. Why, why is it that it's like impossible to ask for too much? So it, a big part of it is how you do the process. Sure. So I would say, we'll say 99% of the time, people are talking about um, fairly generic qualities. Mm. So a sense of someone. Sure. Because I'll say, like, you know, you're looking at them at this event. Uh, what would you guess their background is? Like, where do you think they're from? Mm. What kind of work do you think they do? How old would you guess they are? You know, like we're we're getting into real stuff about this person, but it's also not saying they have to be that. Right. Because I thought that my ideal guy would be more of a match for who I am mm. in the demographic. So, like university degree or postgraduate degree, right. um, you know, like a bunch of things of my age, right. you know, things like that. And the reality is, this is my favorite thing about desire and being open to love is being open to it showing up in a way way outside what you expected. Mm. So Matt is eight and a half years younger than me. He grew up on a farm in a small town, like two and a half hours. And I'm a major city girl. Um, he was actually working on a farm at the time when I met him <laughs> and no university or anything he did high school and then he was like working yeah and also something that i thought was like really important at the time when i was making my list for sure was like spelling and grammar especially the your your thing and he's like unapologetic like that's not my thing i'm not good with spelling and grammar and i'm gonna screw those things up and it didn't bother me at all wow. and he's the total love of my life yeah so the package that you think that they're going to show up is, mm. is not going to be it. Right. And the essence of that person, yep. how you feel with them, mm. how they support you, how they connect with you, uh, how they love you, that's all going to be a match. It's yeah. like the feeling of, uh, in, I'm curious for you, yeah. Chris, uh, for me, it was like the recognition. So when I finally found Matt and was with him, um, into my thirties, <laughs> mm -hmm. I was like, yes, this is how I always thought it should be. Mm -hmm. How I always thought it would be. Um, and because it had been like 30 years coming, I figured I was either asking too much or like I was basing this on some blueprint that was some like from the movies or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it was like a recognition of yes, this, this mm -hmm. is how I always thought it should be. 
or not even that, just like at the time, it just always felt wrong, but I didn't know why, (laughs) because it was supposed to be this. And it was like all the pieces clicked into place. Yeah, for me, it was like this, this feeling of, of ease, like it belongs. It's, it's like, this is how it's, it's meant to be, you know? And, and in the beginning, I had like questions. I was like, is this really it? Is it, did I really just manifest the woman in my dreams? Like, really? You know, like checking off all yeah, the boxes? Yeah, no, this can't uh, possibly be it. Right, this, really? No, like, no, no, no. Chris, don't, don't, don't fall too fast, bro. Take it, take it easy. <laughs> Which is totally normal and yeah. part of the, the attraction process, right? Like right after attraction is uncertainty. right after attraction is uncertainty and that's normal Mm. so just because you have doubts doesn't mean it's not the person for you it's like this is the place because you're starting to fall in love even though in those early stages you and i if we spoke on the phone we probably wouldn't have said we were falling in love with this person Mm. even though in retrospect we can see (laughs) yeah we totally were But at the time, we were just like, oh, I just, I really like them. Things are, you know, like, we'll see how things go. Yep. Like you said, yep. the, like, the, the cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're starting to fall in love, which means also fears and all mm. that stuff are going to start to come up. So I'd say for someone who's in that stage where they're clear about desire, they're starting to see it reflected back to them, like, yes, these are the things that I've been wanting <laughs> forever. And they're showing up. Oh my yeah. gosh. So. I would say when you're looking at the doubts, it's important to see, like I'll say, what's a real <laughs> doubt yeah. or a red flag yeah. or something that's just fear. Yeah. So because of all those, all those reasons that, uh, or all those things that were like, uh, it's not the right word, but the disparity from, mm-hmm. from how I thought they would be. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, this can't possibly he's so young i was like starting my master's when he was going to high school (laughs) oh my gosh what are people gonna think what are people gonna say um you know like i knew with the age difference like right off the bat as soon as i found out how old he was i was like i want to get married in the next two years i want to have a first baby in the next five years he was like yeah me too like wow okay when i was 27 (laughs) i certainly wasn't ready for any of those but he's a total old soul so that's the only thing about age difference as a sidebar is just you want to make sure that your your goals for your life you know short and long term are Mm -hmm. aligned that's the only thing um but what the heck were you saying (laughs) i just get so excited with you chris train just thunders away from the station (laughs) well i think just really circling back around to real doubts or red flags or just like fears and concerns you know it's like that that i think a lot of my i don't know for sure but i think a lot of people might sabotage the relationship taking a doubt or a hesitation or a concern and like blowing it way out of proportion and making a huge deal out of it or you know like getting attached to it and believing it versus saying well you know that's a possibility but let's let's just keep showing up in the relationship and take it one step at a time versus like letting it pull you down a rabbit hole yes absolutely so that was what i noticed about my concern so say red flags show up in the moment with that person. Mm. Oh, they said something. Mm. Something felt off. Yeah. Something didn't feel right about that. Yeah. 
that's something you want to pay attention to. That's something, like you said, in the beginning, you had a lot of risky conversations. Mm -hmm. So if something felt off, you were like, mm, yeah. okay, this is what's coming up for me or whatever. Yeah. You're going to address it in the moment, which yep. is an amazing thing about doing work, especially around communication, yep. so that you can have risky conversations sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, so that's red flag stuff. Uh, doubts and fears and normal uncertainty. Hmm. What I was experiencing was it would show up when he wasn't there. So mm. he would spend, and so he lived way out of town. So wow. he would spend an amazing weekend together. And I was, oh, just like complete, like you said, just melting into <gasps> yummy relationship. And he would leave and then he would start thinking, like, like I said, what are people going to think? Yeah. How is this like? Where is this going to go? Is mm. this really it? Is this really my guy? And I noticed that when he would come back and we'd spend time together, that was nowhere to be found. Wow. I had zero concerns about that. Who the heck cares about what people think and <laughs> whatever? <laughs> All they know, well, in reality, what happened was people were just like, You're so happy. I love yes. it. Yes. People are happy that you're happy. Um, so yeah, doubt, fear, uncertainty is is going to show up, you know, like the second that the euphoria and all the good uh, neurotransmitters <laughs> that yep. get ignited yep. by something new and all that dopamine. As soon as that goes, then the sabotage is going to want to sneak up and say, "Well, what about this? What about mm -hmm, that?" Mm -hmm. Man, Leslie, this is this is powerful. I've I've loved this conversation. I know that there's women out there who are committed to attracting the love of their life and they need some support doing it. And you could support them. How can they take next steps with you and and create that? Well, that's a good question. Okay, I will say I'm still mostly on maternity leave. Okay. And so the best way I have an awesome video series that's free uh, on my website where we okay. could put a link to it. However, whatever the easier, the better sure. <laughs> for, the, for the feminine. Um, but yeah, it's basically all of the biggest mistakes that I experienced personally, that my clients experienced, mm -hmm. and then solution to those. Okay. So it's, uh, I think, four or five videos on those major things that I see. Okay. So if we didn't get to talk about it today, well, we didn't get to talk about any of them, I don't think. <laughs> but yeah, go and get some answers and then then you'll be on my mailing list and you can see when I come back to work <laughs> any other opportunities that I'll have. I will let you know. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. And uh, you're just, you're doing such amazing work in the world for these women, Leslie, and you're a blessing and you open up entirely new futures and destinies and possibilities. So I just really want to say thank you for, for developing yourself and creating the own, your own love, like your own love story and being an example for people. It's, it's beautiful. Oh, yay. Thank you. Oh, it's so, it's such an honor. I mean, look at it. We just get to do our favorite thing in the world every single day. <laughs> yes. Life yes. is so good. I love it. I love <laughs> Thank it. You Thank so you so much, much for being here. We'll see you soon, okay? Mwah. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. 
What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever. <laughs>